Hello Royals, happy Friday, and welcome back to This Day in History. I'm your host, Sean Cavanaugh. Before I get into today's topic, I do want to mention my website again. If you want to visit the website that is in association with this show, go to sites.google.com forward slash view forward slash T-D-I-H. Once again, that's sites.google.com forward slash view forward slash T-D-I-H. Anyways, thank you for humoring my plug for my website. Now let's get to the history. In 1861, on this day, William Wrigley Jr. was born. If the name sounds familiar, then it's probably because you've heard of the Wrigley Company, famous for its Wrigley chewing gum. So today, let's go over the history of William Wrigley Jr. and also the history of the Wrigley Company. Wrigley was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, to Quaker parents. For the most part, Wrigley had a normal childhood. When Wrigley was 30, he moved to Chicago to start a soap company. This was likely inspired in part by his father, who also owned his own soap company. When Wrigley started selling his soap, he also included a packing item of baking soda. Funny enough, the one-off packing item that Wrigley included became more popular than his main product. Wrigley then switched over to producing baking soda due to its popularity. In another twist of irony, the packing item that Wrigley had added with this product became more popular than his original, again. And that product was his chewing gum. Seeing the massive popularity of the chewing gum, Wrigley again moved manufacturing to this product. Advertising was also a key factor in his product's success, as Wrigley saw the advantage in using advertisements to spread the word of his product. By 1908, the sale of Wrigley's Spearmint brand of gum reached more than a million dollars a year. From there, Wrigley decided to pull an Elon Musk, if you will, and start focusing on side projects. He bought Santa Catalina Island in California and devoted a great deal of time to revamping the entire island. He added new steamships, a hotel, the Avalon Casino, a quarry, flora, and much more. All of Wrigley's hard work on the island still remains today. Funny enough, Wrigley also found himself as the owner of the Chicago Cubs as well. Wrigley had bought a share in the baseball team with Charles Wiegman owning most of the team. However, as Wiegman's businesses began to decline, he had to sell his shares to Wrigley. With this turn of events, Wrigley ended up becoming majority shareholder of the Chicago Cubs. That's why Chicago has Wrigley Field, due to Wrigley's involvement. Wrigley was also a philanthropist as well. Wrigley donated a factory that he had owned to the Salvation Army for use as a lodging house for the unemployed people. The lodging house still remains in use today. In all, William Wrigley is a much more interesting individual than people realize. In my personal opinion, Wrigley could be considered the hidden gem of the top 1% of that era. Compared to other wealthy industrialists from that era, I can safely say that Wrigley did not try to cheat out his competition or pull shady tactics. As for the Wrigley Company, it is now owned by Mars Incorporated and is a part of the Mars Wrigley Confectionery. In fact, the Wrigley Company has been so successful that any brand of gum you see in the supermarkets, it's owned by Wrigley. For example, Juicy Fruit Spearmint, Double Mint, Freedent, Big Red, Hubba Bubba, Extra, Winter Fresh Orbit, Eclipse, and Five Gum are all owned by the Wrigley Company. So if you ever find yourself in the supermarket trying to decide between chewing gum, just know your money's all going to the same place. Anyways, that wraps it up for today, Royals. Thank you for listening, and happy Friday.